1922, a hot November day in Egypt, what looks to be in the middle of nowhere, an archaeological dig is proceeding, led by Howard Carter in the Valley of the Kings. When a young water boy called Hussein Abdul Rasul accidentally finds a secret tomb entrance with a name near the door, Tutankhamun, this find led to chambers of gold and treasure, and finally to the mummy of a pharaoh known as the Boy King, with a short nine-year rule and a score of frailties. So pour your cuppers, because this is Coffee and a Slice of History, Pharaoh Tutankhamun. Hey up and welcome to episode seven of Coffee and a Slice of History with me, Ellie, as usual. I hope you're all doing well. If you aren't already, go check out the podcast Instagram page where I'll be posting photographs associated with each episode so you can get a visual of what I'm talking about. I'll put a link of that in the description below. So apart from that, we'll get straight on. I hope you enjoy. Tutankhamun inherited the Egyptian throne at eight years of age in 1336 BCE. He was born to Pharaoh Akhenaten and was the product of incest. This to us may seem like a strange thing. However, to the ancient Egyptian throne, inbreeding was often the norm. Due to this inbreeding, King Tut had a cleft palate and a curved spine, meaning most of his life it was probably in a lot of pain. As well as this, he had a clubbed foot. A club foot is where a baby is born with a single foot or both feet turned inwards and under itself, meaning that the bottom of the foot either faces sideways and in some severe cases, even upwards. In the pharaoh's case, it was his left foot. This would have meant that Tutankhamun wouldn't have been able to walk normally, and he most likely had a walking stick. However, aside from his ailments, this didn't stop Tutankhamun from being seen as a great pharaoh. During his reign, he restored an old polytheistic Egyptian religion. This religion had many deities and the Egyptians worshipped multiple gods and goddesses. Tutankhamun restored this religion after Akhenaten, the pharaoh previous to Tutankhamun, came to the throne and replaced the worship of multiple gods and goddesses with instead one single god called Aten, which was the state god, and the sole god in which Akhenaten worshipped, and the god in which Akhenaten forced the Egyptian people to follow. Nonetheless, Tutankhamun brought back this ancient religion and many of the Egyptian people followed suit. As Tutankhamun was only young when this idea was passed, it is believed that he was under the influence of his advisers and council. As well as this, he also moved back to a land which had been in upheaval since his father Akhenaten caused political and religious reforms. So by going back to this land, he calmed the chaos. Tutankhamun was therefore seen as a great pharaoh. As well as restoring peace in Egypt, Tutankhamun liked chariot racing and hunting ostriches, as depicted on a golden timber fan belonging to the pharaoh, down the wooden stick handle. It is scribed that Tutankhamun hunted ostriches near the desert of Heliopolis, and the feathers from the birds were used to create the actual fan, as some of the stumps from the feathers were seen in the holes in the gold plate holding them in place. It is also believed that King Tut liked to race chariots, and he had many in his possession. Lots were found in his tomb, and it is this hobby that potentially killed him. Then 3,000 years later, on the 4th of November 1922, 
the tomb of Tutankhamun is found in the Valley of the Kings. Archaeologist and British Egyptologist Howard Carter and his team were in the valley for the dig season in the hope of uncovering a pharaoh's tomb, which hadn't be yet been raided by grave robbers. Many of the previous tombs uncovered didn't really have much in them to tell of the lives and the riches of the pharaohs that were buried in them, thanks to grave robbers. And a lot of the time, when Carter found a tomb, they were left bare. When Carter and his team, as well as the man funding the dig, Lord Carnarvon, descended the stairs to the tomb, they were greeted by a thick stone wall. Carter broke out a hammer and a chisel to break a hole through the wall, and when he did, he placed a flaming torch through to have a look inside. When asked what he saw, if anything, Howard Carter replied with, yes, wonderful things. From then, it took a whole six years to excavate the tomb, uncovering more than 5,000 objects, and a lot of them being in solid gold. Probably the most famous and recognisable object from the tomb is Tutankhamun's death mask, made of solid gold with eyes made of obsidian and quartz. This blue and gold masterpiece would have been placed over the pharaoh's face in order for the spirit of the dead king's body to be recognised after death. After the opening of the tomb, many of the dig team, including Lord Carnarvon, not long after being at the entrance, died. Many speculated that this was because of the pharaoh's curse. This curse is allegedly cast upon anybody who disturbs a mummy, especially a pharaoh. It is believed it causes deaths or illnesses. And due to the amount of people dying after the tomb opening, many people believed it was because of this curse. For a few years after the mummified remains of the 3,000-year-old pharaoh were exhumed in February 1923, there was a mystery in how Tutankhamun died and it was unsolved for many years. However, in the 1960s, Professor R.G. Harrison did an in-depth examination and x-ray of the body. In these exams, Professor Harrison found on an x-ray of Tutankhamun's skull what looked to be a blow to the back of the head in the form of a hard bump. After more research, the professor realised that it only looked like a head injury in the x-rays, but in actual fact, it was a hard pool of dried hot tree resin that would have been poured into the head of the pharaoh after his brain was removed during the mummification process. However, there are other theories and more likely causes for Tutankhamun's death which have been found. It could have been the fact that the pharaoh had a broken right leg which was believed to be caused by him falling off of his chariot, which then could have gotten infected, leading to death. As well as this, DNA analysis was carried out using Tutankhamun's bones, and it was found that parasites which cause a serious form of malaria were inside of them, meaning he could have died from malaria. However we look at it, Tutankhamun is a fascinating topic, being taught to young school children and still being researched today. And the fact that we are still talking and researching about this young king 3,000 years later just goes to show just how impressive this young lad was.